turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5 and verse, um, well, chapter 5 and uh, chapter 6. We're going to read a uh, uh, verse out of each of the uh, chapters there. The pastor was talking about his uh, being old and not complaining and uh, not fussing about certain things and if I've got one thing that uh, it's my for my forgetfulness, I've, I'm very forgetful anymore. And I left my coffee cup here yesterday. I lost my keys. Uh, I misplaced my keys during the course of the day yesterday. I do that about every day of the week. My glasses. It's I've only got four or five sets of keys, but I'm reminded of a uh, of a. Uh, a clip that I saw from Ronald Reagan and Ronald Reagan was talking about aging and, and getting old. And, uh, um, he said that, um, his, his, the, of a man remembered a man and his wife and let's see if I can get this right. A man and his wife and his wife was sick and, uh, he went in unto her and she said, honey, I'd sure love to have some ice cream. And he said, well, I'll go get you some ice cream. Turn around. She said, "Well, you better." He was going to the store, and he said, "She said, you better write it down, or you'll forget. You'll forget it." He said, "No." Nah, and he turned, walked out. He said, "She said, oh, honey." She said, "I'd sure like to uh, have some uh, <clears throat> chocolate syrup to go on that ice cream." He said, "Honey, I'll make sure I get you some chocolate syrup to go on that ice cream." And uh, she said, "You better write it down. I know you'll forget it. You forget everything." So he turned around. Oh, said, "Honey." I'd sure like to have some nuts on that uh, ice cream. And uh, uh, he said, uh, well, he said, I, I think I can remember that. And by the time he's getting ready to walk out the door, she said, I'd surely like to have some whipped cream to go on that as well. And uh, you give me some whipped cream. So she said, but you better write it down because I know you and you'll forget it by the time you uh, get there and get back. So he runs off to the store and he's gone for a little bit and he comes back to the house and he threw a brown paper bag on the uh, on the bed and said, there you go. And she reached over and grabbed the brown paper bag, opened it up, and it was a ham sandwich. She pulled the, she pulled the bread back. She said, you forgot the mustard. And uh, uh, <clears throat> it just goes to show you that it ain't always just me. If she blames it all on me. It's not always me. So, uh, but God's good. And... Uh, if that's all I lose, I guess I'll be all right. Um, if you'll stand, we'll read. Uh, we're going to read um, in honor of God's word, uh, Deuteronomy chapter five. Let's read verse six, and then in uh, uh, chapter six, we'll read verse twelve. The Bible says, "I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage." And then in chapter six, verse twelve. The Bible says, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Father, we love you today, and we uh, thank you for the opportunity to gather together as a group of people. We thank you for your mercy, for your goodness, and your kindness unto us, and for the spirit that we have here this morning. I pray, God, you convict our hearts where we're wrong. Help us to uh, be attentive to your word and uh, to what it tells us, and God, obey it. Uh, as we should. We love you this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. 
We read here, you see in the book of Deuteronomy and uh, this portion of scripture, if you're, uh, you know, you've studied your Bible, you know some about the Bible here that uh, Moses is reiterating the Ten Commandments and the uh, the commands that he gives to the uh, children of Israel and um, what they're supposed to do and how he brought them out of bondage. And uh, uh, you know anything, we talked a little bit in Sunday school this morning about typology and typology in the Bible, Egypt is a picture of the world and that's a type of the world and being in bondage to the things that are of the world and if you're saved this morning and uh, you've trusted the Lord Jesus Christ and received his gift of salvation this morning, then you've been brought out of Egypt and out of that bondage that you were tied to. A sinner is tied to the things, uh, the flesh and the things that are of the world. And Satan's chief wep weapon this morning against you is deception. He wants to deceive you. He is the great deceiver is what the Bible calls him. And he would rather you believe a wrong thing than to do a wrong thing. Because if he can get you to believe something, then you're going to end up doing it anyway. And uh, he, he wants to change your mindset. And uh, uh, Paul, all throughout his writings, he, he encouraged his followers and uh, those that he was teaching uh, to keep their minds and uh, uh, to think on these things and uh, uh, remember those things that uh, they had been taught uh, from the beginning. And most people, even the majority of Christians this morning, they no longer believe in absolute truth. They, they don't believe that there's an absolute truth. The Bible says in the book of John, sanctify them through thy word because thy word is what? Truth. If there's one thing that you can believe this morning, you can turn off your TV sets, you can put down your phones, you can uh, put down the newspapers, all the books that you read. The one thing that you can uh, put your trust in this morning is the Lord Jesus Christ in his word and, and what God has given us uh, in that. Uh, but there is a God this morning and that God has given us commandments and he's given us commandments to live our lives by, uh, just as he uh, Moses gave the commandments to the children of Israel that were handed down uh, from the Lord, that, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, that thy, thy days may be Prolonged, he says there in chapter 6 and verse 2. And, and, and that's what God wants us to do is to uh, understand that he is our Lord, number one, and to put away all the other gods. And, 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 and we can't even get past that first commandment in our life. And God has convicted me. I'm preaching this message to me this morning. Uh, as, as much as I am you and, 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 and saying these things that putting away the things I can't get past the small things in my life in order that I can relish in the other things that God has uh, uh, provided for me. So what is the first commandment? Mark chapter 12 verses 29 through 30, Jesus answered him the first of all the commandments is hear O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And that commandment, I have trouble with that commandment right there. 
I can stop right there and, and, and say, Lord, I'm not following this commandment as I should. I'm not doing all those things. Loving the Lord with all my heart, with uh, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. I'm not giving God all that this morning. I hope that you can say that, but I don't know that I can honestly say that I'm doing what that commandment tells me to do. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9, he said, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. I forget that there's not another like the God that I serve. And, and like Brother Darrell said this way, he's not the man upstairs. He's not just the, uh, the one that's around. He is God this morning. He's the one that saved my soul. He's the one that created the world that we live in today and the things that I have. And sometimes I forget that he is that God. He is my God. David said that he was mine personally. He's my buckler. He's my shield. He's the one that I am able to go through when times are tough in this life and when things are good in this life. He's, he's my God this morning, and I forget that sometimes. Exodus 34 says, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. We serve a jealous God this morning. He wants your time. He wants your efforts. He wants those things that are there. And so many times I don't give God uh, what's due him. I couldn't live my entire life from daylight to dark and give back to all, all the God that he's given unto me. I couldn't do it. You can't do it. But it's my job to try to do it. God didn't say that it wasn't uh, uh, <clears throat> something that he didn't command me to do. He says in Deuteronomy 5, 6, and 7 there, as we read some of that, he said, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of my... Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's the, that's the commandment. And I can't... I have trouble not having other gods before the God that saved my soul this morning. There's so many gods out there that... And you can say, I don't have those gods. I don't have all those. Yes, you do. We put everything before our, our Savior uh, on, on a daily basis. And, and uh, you go back over into Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. He told them, and that's the same uh, thing that he said in the Ten Commandments when he brought the Ten Commandments to the uh, uh, children of Israel. He told, those, told them those things. The great revelation is that there is one Lord this morning. We serve one Lord this morning and not simply the God of your choice. You don't get to choose who you serve. God has made that choice for us in the Bible this morning. And, and, and that's the, the Lord that we serve. And how do we know that there's a God this morning? You know, number one, Scripture declares that there's a God this morning. The first com uh, commandment doesn't say you shall not be an atheist. The Bible only gives half of one verse or a couple of verses to argue against atheism this morning. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart there is no God. You read it in Psalms chapter 14 verse 1. You read it in Psalms 53 verse 1. The fool has said in, her, in his heart that there is no God. You know, we're not here to prove God. The man that denies, uh, the fact, denies facts, he's a fool. And a man who denies uh, the supreme fact, 
is a supreme fool. He's just foolish about the things of God. The Bible simply states what? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You take Genesis 1-1 and you believe it, and by faith you believe it. And, and uh, uh, we take that, and in uh, our faith, uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We know that we hear these things, and these things are true. Um, you know, I was thinking this is the last day of the month, April, April 30th. And there's a lot of last in the Bible, uh, a lot of last things. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you read over in Proverbs and he talks about at the last that it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. And he's talking about alcohol and drinking and those things there and the, the man that likes strong drink. And then you read over in the uh, in Revelation, toward the end of Revelation, and, and you got the last uh, call. He says, uh, come, Lord, come quickly, and, and talking about that and telling us that, uh, that we need to come unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to come to a point in your life, at the last, you're going to draw your last breath. And what have you done for the Lord Jesus Christ? And if you put away the other gods that are in your life this morning, creation declares God. Laws of science are the laws of God in creation, which science has discovered. Uh, Justin has taught us about that on Sunday nights. And, uh, but we've been taught something different in, you know, in our schools. We've been misguided in our liberal circles about the things that, uh, they, they've evolved by other scientific means. Kids, it, it isn't by other scientific means this morning. The God that created this universe is the God of this Bible this morning. And you can believe it. And you can take it and uh, uh, rest assured that he is the one that loves us this morning. They've been taught different. Psalm 19, 1 through 3 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uh, utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. God has created what we have here today. And I'm thankful for it this morning. And we know that there's a God this morning because the scripture declares it, uh, creation declares it, and faith discovers that God this morning. You know, everybody's a believer this morning. Everybody that's sitting in here this morning under the sound of my voice, you're a believer in something. You may be believing in something foolish, but you're a believer and uh, uh, the, the, the atheist is a believer. He believes by faith that there is no God. Uh, he's got his faith in something that's unfounded. But we believe, the Christian this morning, we believe by faith that there is a God. But also, we have evidence that there's a God. I have an evidence this morning that there's a God. God answered some prayers for me this week. And uh, I, I have evidence that there's a God uh, out there this morning. I, I saw the sun as it come over the hill this morning, and I was able to give glory to God for the creation that he has made. We have creation, and we have the witness of God in our hearts. We talked about this morning about the Holy Spirit that resides in our heart and, and the things that he does for us. God witnesses to me on a daily basis. And if you're saved this morning, that Holy Spirit indwells you and it witnesses to you as well. You know, God created you so that when your heart is right, 
you'll respond to the fact that uh, fact of God, like the light responds to your eyes. And, you know, when the light's bright, what do your eyes do? You know, you, you squint a little bit. And the, those things, the same is true of God. We respond to God in those things. And sometimes we do. Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation this morning. And, and we see that it's a heart condition. And my heart has not been where it should be a lot of the times. And I've got other gods that are before him. And what I'm trying to get you to see this morning is that we've got to uh, see the elementary things that are there. And we, 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 we think that we're super Christians sometimes. And I want to think that I'm smart because I know some scripture that I'm able to quote some things and I'm able to say some things. But I still have other gods in my life that I need to put away in order that I can serve the one and true God this morning. And we oftentimes, we don't look at it that way. We, um, we're, we're kind of stoic. We think we're, we're too good. Uh, I didn't wear my new suit this morning. I did wear my a new shirt and a new tie. Uh, I felt bad about it that I had a new suit. Pastor got on me because I got a couple new suits and I hadn't got any in 10 years. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to be, I want to be what God wants me to be. I want to be what the Lord would call me to be. You want to put off the flesh. I don't want to be uh, pomp. I don't want to be something that uh, is made up. I don't want to be a phony this morning. I want to put away those things. I want to put on the image of God. I want to be clothed in his righteousness. I want to walk like God wants me to walk. I want to talk like God wants me to talk. <laughs> Putting God first in your life. You know, we, we complain uh, about a lot of things. And uh, uh, <clears throat> he said, these words I command thee this day shall be in thy heart and shall teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. Uh, <clears throat> when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. And then he told us to beware in verse 12. And that's the reason I read that verse uh, in verse 12. Beware lest thou forget the Lord. And we forget uh, what he's done and brought us out of that uh, house of bondage. You know, the Ten Commandments uh, <clears throat> that, that were written here, you know, we complain. I, I thought of this. We complain about that the Ten Commandments aren't posted in public places today and, and, and the places we think... How many of you got the Ten Commandments posted in your house? You know, I, I hope you do. And you don't have to, I'm not asking you, I'm just saying. We complain about those things. We, we, we gripe and fuss, but our own homes don't display what we say that we believe. And that's a sin. That's right. It's wrong. And, and uh, I don't think that we, it's just like if you, uh, <clears throat> um, about voting. And then we, we, we talk about that and uh, being registered to vote. Don't, don't gripe if you haven't went and voted for somebody or not taken the opportunity that you had there. Well, I say the same thing about that. If you're not living it at home, you ain't got no room to gripe about it. If somebody ain't doing what you think that they ought to be doing, you ought to be living it yourself and doing it yourself. That's got, uh, well, we'll leave that one alone. Uh, <clears throat> but... 
that's not uh, the way that God intended it to be. I think we should be living it and doing it uh, the way God had intended us to do it. Putting God first in your life. What should be our response to the revelation that there is one God? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind, and all thy might. Putting God first in your heart. Jesus spoke of people in the book of Matthew, and he was talking about the Pharisees and the scribes. He said, they draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But what? Their heart is far from me. Where is your heart this morning? Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's a little test uh, that you uh, can do to check where your heart is. Is this morning and, and where you're at with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the easiest test is what do you spend your time doing? And number two, where does your money go? Easy little test to figure out where my heart is and what's going on and where my heart is with the Lord this morning. You know, what our children, what our family, and what our friends need to see in our home is a passionate, Something emotional. We don't, uh, a young boy, I told our Sunday school class this morning, a young boy lost his life out here on the bypass uh, last evening. A 14-year-old boy, I don't know his name, don't know who he was. Kids, listen. 14 years old. He was walking. I don't know what happened, but I know this. I know he got involved with the moving vehicle, and that moving vehicle took his life. 14 years old, passed off into eternity. Don't know, saved, don't know any, any of the circumstances of it. But I do know this, that his life was snuffed out in a mere few seconds and gone. It, we, we boast ourselves of tomorrow. We boast ourselves of the things that we can do, the things, the places we're going to go, the things that we're going to accumulate. And those become our gods and the one and only true God is not the God of our heart. We need to put God first in everything that we do. Your total self needs to be given over to God. And that's hard. And I can't say that I, I'm at that point in my life. Uh, if I said that, I would be lying to you this morning. And, and I'm not going to stand up here and be a phony about it. I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it and say that I am. But I try to do those things. And it doesn't matter that I'm not there. What matters is, is that I'm pushing to go that way. And I'm trying to press toward that mark that Paul says for the, for the prize that is set before us, for the high calling of God to do something for the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be stagnant and sitting in that same place that I was last year. There must be nowhere in your life that's not off limits to God. Not, God doesn't want part of you. God wants all of you. And, you know, it's just like in your marriage. You know, Kim doesn't want part of me. Kim wants all of me. She wants all that, that I have to offer as a husband. My child wants all that I have to offer as a father. And we should be that same way with our, our Lord and Savior this morning, wanting to give him all of what we have. Not coming to church to play church and, and those things that uh, we typically do. The Bible says that we're to start teaching early. And uh, 
I'm glad that I, I was able to raise Andrew in church and, 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 and starting from his birth all the way through. That doesn't mean that he's going to, you know, that he's the best. He, he, he would tell you, I'm sure, that he's surely not. I wasn't raised in church, uh, <clears throat> but uh, thank God I got saved at a, a, a younger age and I was able to have a seed that was planted in me that God could take that seed and, and, and make it grow later in life. Whom shall he teach knowledge, he says in Isaiah, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast, for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. You know, it takes... Each time, I would, I would dare say that any of us that have been in church for any time, it, it was the combination. It's the things that you've heard year after year after year. The thing, you pick up on things. And, and, and those things, they're like food. They feed you. And uh, uh, you don't know what you eat last year on this date, but I guarantee you, you eat something. And it sustained you for another day. And that's just like coming to church. That's like reading your Bible. That's like praying. Those things sustain you and they help you to grow as a Christian. And we need those things. And God should be first in everything that you do every day of your life. Be convincing. Uh, he says, these th words which I command thee shall be in thine heart. If, if you don't believe and practice it this morning, you're never going to teach it. You're never going to hand it to somebody else if you don't believe it yourself. Right. You're, you're, you're not going to give it off if you don't believe it yourself and practice it every day in your own life. And, uh, uh, you know, you can send your ch child to a Christian school and think you've done your duty, but if you don't practice it yourself, it, it don't make any difference. I, I just, that's just the way it is. And I'm not against, I'm not against Christian schools. I'm not against any of that. But I'm saying if you do not practice it yourself and do it your, uh, at home and do it in every day of your life, then uh, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Be convincing about what you do. Be creative. He said, you shall teach them diligently when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Be ready to give an answer to every man that asketh of the hope that you have in you. Be ready to give an answer. You need to be able to tell somebody else what God's done for you. You need to be consistent in what you do. Teach diligently. Uh, don't, uh, <clears throat> you know, don't think, well, I've told them now. What's next? Uh, there, there's others that are out there. Be conversational. Get out there and talk to somebody. Uh, you know, he, he, he mentions in those verses uh, that are over there in Deuteronomy, you know, what is the meaning of these testimonies? What are the meaning of these statutes and the judgments with the Lord our God has commanded us? You know, when the curiosity factor sets in, then you need to be able to respond to that. He, you also need to be conspicuous about it too. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 8, he talks there. He said, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and there shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And by between your eyes, God means what you think must be controlled by the word of God. Your mind's got to be controlled by, by God. And I, I catch my mind wandering and, and, and thinking things that I shouldn't sometimes and, and uh, uh, going off on the wrong track. Uh, and as a sign on your hand shows you what you must do 
to, must be controlled by the word of God. Where we go, what we do and how we act, it must be controlled by God. You need to love God and his law this morning. Above all, be compelling why you love the Lord Jesus Christ. Teach and live the word in a way that your family and others know that you believe what you believe. Believe what you believe. Uh, and put away the strange gods that are there. Uh, you know, every time God says in his word, when we don't like, they, they take out the word thou in, in, in all the other translations and, and most of them. They say you and, and, and other things. But when we see thou shalt, he's saying, help yourself to the happiness that I've got before you. And every time he says thou shalt not, he's saying, don't harm yourself. Don't, don't go down that road. Psalm 119 is a great psalm talking about the precepts and the commandments and, and the law and the things that he's got there. And God uh, lays out those things uh, for us to do. Psalm 85, turn there, and this is where we're going to end up this morning. Psalm 85. I remember one of the last messages that uh, Brother Ron Sexton uh, preached at our church here was out of Psalm 85 and his verse uh, that he used was verse 6 but I'm going to I want to read verse 4 and go down to verse 8 the Bible says turn us O God of our salvation and cause an anger toward us to cease wilt thou be angry with us forever wilt thou drive thine anger to all generations Verse 6, will thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But read that last line, but let them not turn again to folly. And folks, we're never going to be revived in our hearts. We're not going to be able to enjoy the joy of the salvation that God gives, gives unto us until we turn from the gods that hold, hold us, that have strongholds in our lives and, and make us turn to the folly that, 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 we, uh, that, that we enjoy in the flesh. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And he says, put away the other gods. I don't know about you this morning, but I know that I have enough gods in my life and enough things that take up more time than they need to that I don't give the Lord his due. If God is the God of your salvation, the God of this Bible this morning is the God of your salvation, I think that we could all do a better job. I know that I can do a better job. And I would encourage you to take inventory in your life and see what takes away from the time and takes away from you giving the things that you can give to the Lord Jesus Christ for his glory as we stand to our feet.